Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Sunday. Yeah, you said that um, today's the last day of the NBA season. I didn't know that. Yeah, it starts the play-in tournament on uh, Tuesday. I'm hopefully going to go to a uh, – I'm going to try to go to a playoff game with Sixers while I'm here. Uh, we'll see who they, uh, who they get first round. Is it not decided? They probably is. They just haven't looked. I haven't looked. I didn't know that it was the end of the season. So I didn't prepare for anything sports-related. Well, it looks like that uh, Boston and Sixers are tied uh, for third place. So I guess we'll see what happens today and see who gets the third place. Mm. And then they'll play Toronto, most likely. No, wait. Three. They'll play the Bulls. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you watch any of the Masters? No, I haven't watched any of it. I was, I was like, about, I was gambling on the Masters the whole time. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, putting it on while we did this, but, but I'm not watching it. Yeah, uh, all my guys are. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much. I I did bet Morikawa to finish in the top ten, and he's in third. He finished in. Yeah, he's going to finish in the top 10, so that's good. Um, and I bet my big bet, my big bet, the the most money I put down was Tiger to make the cut. I had a phone call with, like, my friends from home, and one of my friends a big golf fan. I was like, hey, what would you bet in the Masters? And he's, like, put everything on Tiger making the cut. And I was like, really? Because he kind of looks like, He's not doing it. He's like, just trust me. He's not doing it if he's not making a cut. And then I listened to like, like cut, like the Simmons podcast and their experts were like, bet him to make the cut. Yeah. It was about even money. And sure enough. So I watched it very closely, at least the first two rounds. I watched like every Tiger, like, tee off. Nice. Um, right, so what are we uh, what are we talking about today? We're gonna talk about some TV, I think, and then we can we can kind of talk about we haven't talked since um, the NCAA tournament ended. Uh, we oh, here's what we were supposed to talk about. So you talking tell me Grammys. the Grammys. Yeah, we're talking about the Grammys. Did you did you finish? We were going to talk about the bubble. Yeah, no, I didn't watch the bubble. I turned it off 20 minutes in. Fine. Uh, okay. So, Grammys. Um, 
old Saw movie this weekend. We can talk about that. And then yeah. I was going to go through a couple TV shows that we can just quickly talk about. Okay, sounds like it's nothing like anything else we ever do. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do our uh, sports uh, NBA podcast next week. Okay, that, the playoffs? The playoffs, when do they start? Tuesday. Tuesday's the play-in game. Or the oh. tur- Tuesday's the play-in tournament. I don't know exactly when the, the whole thing starts, but... Uh, I'm sure it's this, this... Okay. All right, so yeah, we'll preview that later this week. If we uh, can get you in, in, in on online again. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to start this weekend, like the main tournament. Yeah. But anyway, um, all right. So you have any notes? Uh, let's see. So, I mean, it, the thing is we were going to talk about blah, 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 blah. Uh, the only note I guess I have is on your recommendation, I watched Mitchell's vs. Machines, and I, I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. We watched it. We were both like, "What? Why was that?" It's, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It's not like offensive. It wasn't like terrible, but I, don't know. I thought totally. it was. I thought it was different. I liked it. I don't even under. Okay, I don't even understand. It came up with different as a thing. Uh, all right. That, so that's really my only note. I told you I watched Wrath of Man last night, but like you said, you don't even remember it, and it's. Understandable. Yeah, I thought, like a long time ago, I can't, can't even tell you what it was about. It's, it's about son, a guy. Who, son, or something? Huh? Son, yeah. yeah. It's about a guy who is an armored uh, truck. He joins to be an armored truck delivery guy, and then you find out it's because his kid was killed by armored truck delivery guys. So he's trying to get whoever killed the son and kill them. Yeah, it was very forgettable. So, uh, if it did have Josh Hartnett in it. Did you like it? I was pretty indifferent. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't mad that I put it on. I I wish that I you know, so much of the time when I'm watching things, I'm doing something else. That was a perfect movie to be doing something else and I wasn't doing anything else so all it did was it was probably bad because it made me think like oh i can be doing other things while i'm watching shit like this yeah i saw um moonfall and it stars halle berry and uh patrick wilson or apparently the uh the earth is out of orbit and uh, it's about to crash the Earth, but you find out there's it's an alien thing, and they have to go fight aliens in space. It's uh, a Roland Emmerich special. He loves those, you know, disaster movies. It was a disaster movie. Um, he's trying to reclaim his glory from Independence Day. Um, it had a lot of Independence Day elements. Um, it was pretty, it was entertaining. I'll just say that. It was very entertaining, ridiculous story. Like, I don't even know why this was made, but I had a lot of visual effects. 
It's all I, I had a say. question. I had a question to ask you out of that, but I I completely lost my my train of thought with it. So the moon isn't the moon. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Roland Emmerich. What would I have asked you about Roland Emmerich? Doesn't matter because I can't think of it. All right. So any other notes? Um, I saw you didn't see. We're going to go through some TV, but I did watch finish the dropout. I thought Amanda Siegfried was really good. But if you've seen the documentary, like everything that's in the documentary is in the show. Like if, there's no point in like watching the show. Right. And watching like a good performance of someone like Amanda Siegfried did a really good job, especially towards the end when she started, um, you know, doing all the lying and trying to the deceitful stuff. Um, she did a very good job. She's probably going to get nominated for some Emmys and stuff for this. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to spend every week doing this, but like you just were saying in our, in our prep meeting that uh, you, you're now going to, you just started the new one about the girl told the guy to kill himself. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I watched 20, I watched like a half hour of it and I'm like, this is, I don't care about this. Although Elle Fanning does look exactly, whoever the hair and makeup people on the show did a really good job. She looks exactly like that girl, Michelle Carter. Um, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Apparently, okay. six episodes. I don't even think I can make, I didn't even make it through one. So. Well, it's a lot to ask, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I've been watching that Uber show. It's the only one that I like. And I think that ends, I think tonight's the season, the probably series finale. Is Kutcher a character in it? No. No, okay. not yet. But like, there's other people you'd recognize. Like Uma Thurman plays Ariana Huffington. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I just, it, you know why I think I like it? One, it's because people aren't doing imitations of other people. And two, it's like the only one without a documentary that I, that goes with it. Like even We Crashed is interesting, but if you've seen the documentary, you kind of know all this stuff. Yeah. I didn't watch any of that. Um, all right. So what do you want to start with? You want to start with, I guess we're already on TV. You want to? Uh, right. talk. I have a sure. question. This will start our TV off. Have you been watching Moon Knight? The, the Marvel show on uh, Disney. I have not. Yeah, I don't understand the show and why it's why it's a show. I don't get it. Apparently, uh, either, you, either you've told me this before or you're the second person to tell me something like that. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand what the point of the show is. I know it's like, it's like really popular too. I mean, I think it's only because it's a Marvel thing. And like everyone likes all these like six episode Marvel shows now, which is perfect. But I don't know. This show's uh, not very interesting. Isn't he just like Batman? Um, No. He's got like a split personality and like he uh, he has to like let the, the guy in him control his body in order for him to like become the Moon Knight. He's got to surrender his body. I don't know. 
this last episode he goes to Egypt and now it's going to be a whole Egyptian adventure now. Good times. Egyptian adventure. Um, so it's going to become like some Indiana Jones shit now. Um, or the mummy. Brandon Fraser mummy. That's what it feels like. Um, but hey, where do you want to start? Well, you just said we're starting with TV. So it's the TV show we were going to talk so about. We go, all right. So we both watched the new Michael Mann TV show on HBO Max. But is it his show or did he just direct the pilot? I think he created it and he directed the first episode. Well, I just want to say it's a terrible name. Yeah, it's very misleading because I thought it was a cop show. It's a, right. Why is it Tokyo Vice if it's about a guy who works at a newspaper? Yeah. Well, he's in the vice section, but you would think that it's, <laughs> you would think that it's, uh, you know, a cop show when you put Tokyo Vice, the Miami Vice, he has, Miami Vice has got Tokyo Vice. Right. Miami Vice wasn't about guys that cover Vice, like, that's what yeah. it should be, it should be covering Tokyo Vice. It's yeah. not, he's not Tokyo Vice. He's like in the metro section, like, well, the vice section, so, but yeah. But that being said, I think it's really good. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good story. It's a little slow, but I enjoy the story, and I'm looking forward to watching the whole thing. I, I don't find it slow. Um, I actually find the non-action stuff more interesting than the other. Like, I just think it does a nice job. I mean, it does a really nice job of of talking about like what Japanese people think of foreigners. And I like, I just think that's like a, it, you know, it, it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Um, maybe a little bit, maybe it does a little bit, but mostly it's like, there's subtle things that you're like, Oh yeah, that's how that would be there. Like, you know, I, I'm kind I, I would realize how annoying I was being when I watched it. Cause I'd been to Japan. So I was like, Oh, this is what they do. Oh, and then this happens. And then, yeah. da, 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 you know, and then I was like, oh, I'm just being, like, that guy. But they did a good job of capturing some of that stuff. So. Yeah. Remember, remember the movie Gung Ho? Love Gung Ho. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit, except for reverse, like, where the Japanese people come to America and they have to, like, figure out how to keep their culture, but also, like, kind of do, like, the American way of, like, what they're doing. Like, this guy's going back and having to train himself to, you know, act like, you know, the culture of Japan, how, how it goes. And he's like having a tough, tough time. And he's, a, you know, he's a foreigner in their land. And obviously he's got to work harder than everyone else. But I like all the, the setting. I like that it's in 1990s. No one has cell phones. Um, did you? When did you know it was in the '90s? Because it took me a while. They had to say it for me to realize it. Well, he had the Walkman, so I kind of thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Really. Um, but I like the setting. I like. Uh, I like all the characters. Um, I don't know why he doesn't call his sister. It doesn't make any sense to me. But. He's just listening to a tape of his sister, but you can call it sister. Well, because they don't have cell phones, so it would be like landlines would be expensive. Yeah, I guess. 
Like when you were in college, did you call your sister back home a lot? No, but she was also not, I wasn't in a foreign land. Yeah. And apparently they're like best friends. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's actually, I want to say this. I think he's really good in this too. He's like very compelling. He's like a movie star in this. I was I was surprised because I I haven't fallen in love with Anzel Eggert in well actually Baby Driver. It's not true. He was great in that. Um, but like even West Side Story, I was like, yeah, this guy. I forgot he was in West Side Story, but I was thinking he was in exactly. Baby. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I. It is gonna start heating up here in a minute. Um, but I do like the, uh, story of him, uh, trying to butter up the cops and how they're saying that no one is murdered and like, you can't ever say that anyone's murdered. So that's the kind of thing that I was like, they're doing a nice job of that. Cause that's, you know, when you commit a crime in Japan, it's like you shamed the nation of Japan, you know, so you would not like, you wouldn't do it, you know, like that's really so, like, tattoos, I'm sure they're going to get into it. Tattoos are very frowned upon in, you know, Japanese culture. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, like, um, because you're, yeah, you're, you know, like, that that originality and stuff isn't, you know, they you're supposed to be just making Japan a greater place and, you know, like, service serving Japan. Um which is why they have very little crime, high suicide rate, um, and which they cover both those things. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I freaking love it. I think I love the, like, and I, I love, I'm oh, like, I'm at a place where I want to see things on location so bad yeah. that when something's shot on location, I'm like, and if it's not, they're doing a great job of making it look like it. Like they're obviously not on the stage, so that's what I. Oh, they spent a lot of money on this thing. They're like all over the place. So I love that. Um, like even the newsroom is like a compelling place. You know, it's like just how yeah. how they show the workers and how everybody does it, and then you know you don't get you get the you still get the angry boss. You know, there were some cliches there, but it was uh, it's very well done. It's very well done. I think that it's pretty interesting that, I mean, and this will come up again in a minute. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that all of our entertainment, so much of our entertainment now is is starting to finally circle around Asian Asian culture and Asian stories. I think some of that has to do with where a lot of the superhero stuff came from because a lot of that you know old samurai kind of yeah um and then also i think parasite being so mainstream also gave people permission to go further there but you can start seeing a lot of japanese culture starting to or 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 to say let's just say asian culture starting to seep its way into all aspects of of the country I mean, BTS is like a huge success, right? Like, you've got like like clothing now. Uh, new new clothing is 
leaning more and more heavily towards Asian style. Uh, it's, you know, and now TV, movies, like, you know, it's all, I, and also I'm sure some of it has to come with the fact that we're trying to do business in China all the time. So, but I think it's cool because, you know, growing up, like, as like I, there wasn't just there wasn't a whole lot of that being taught. There wasn't a lot of that in at least my my world, and so I never thought of Asia as this great continent that it is. And now it's like kind of seeped into everything, and I think that's cool. So, but it's funny because like yeah, like I like we watched that on Friday, and then like going to see a movie, you know, that's half in Chinese, and then in between like this is happening it's just like oh it's just like kids are totally in anime you know like kids kids love that now it's dressing that way yeah it's like like every one of my every kid that's in my life like whether they're a cousin my cousin's kids or my i like something my my brother's kids are kind of into it my friend's kids they're all into stuff that has to do with anime um so I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. I wonder if your kids, I saw a Batman movie, like an animated movie on HBO Max that is basically like they take the anime and he get Batman becomes kind of like involved in like Yakuza and shit. And he's like a samurai. Hmm. Um, I wonder if they saw that one. Um, no, they've not, my nephews definitely didn't because I don't think that they're not into that yet. But like, like they're the least they're the least of everybody. I like like my, um, there was that exhibit that we didn't go to at the academy. My friend's daughter, like he took her specifically to go see that. You know, yeah, at the uh, the academy museum because that's what she's into. You know, like. She knows different characters from poke well, Pokemon. Like my nephews are totally in a po- like that's what they want. It's like Pokemon cards and stuff. Yeah, my you know? are all crazy into that. So like when we were kids, maybe there was something, but I don't really know like what we were into that was um, you know, global. And, and and part of that comes down to the internet, so there's more access to things, you know, than when we were growing up. But I mean, it's just interesting. I mean Voltron. Uh, uh, that's true. Ultron was an Asian thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know what? And then after that was, um, and Transformers were too, right? It started. I think it became. <coughs> yeah, it started moving into that. And then yeah. after that, like um, Power Rangers. And yeah, maybe the signs were there. Just didn't. Yeah, Ultron, Ultron cartoon was an Asian. Like they were all Asian. Right, and that was anyway. Like, and that that toy was like my favorite toy of all time, and it was like the most deadly toy ever. Voltron made, made of pure steel, like claws and shit. Some I know, like someone got hurt on that thing. I never got into Voltron. I was I had I had to have all the pieces. Uh, the what? thing about Voltron is Voltron never had. A real villain, like he—I guess he did, but you never saw. He was always fighting 
he never fought the real villain. He always fought like someone that the villain would send to like them. And then of course he would cut him in half by the end of the chat. <laughs> that was the end. Like they pull out the sword and cut the thing in half. I don't remember. I feel like I don't I feel like Voltron was like we were, like I feel like I was too old for Voltron. I don't know. I feel like I just I mean, we're the same age, so I don't know, but I feel like Voltron was like little like I did Star Wars and I did G.I. Joe. And yeah, then after that and then after that I remember came like He Man and Voltron and all that stuff. And I had like two or three Transformers, but even that I felt like I was a little too old for, maybe. I don't know. You did I had I was into I was into G.I. Joe, but the problem with G.I. Joe is other than Snake Eyes, like their toys weren't that great. He Man had had some good toys. They had the castle. They had the, you know, they had all the good stuff. GI Joe like really like had nothing. Like it was just like, all right, here's what. If you had a friend who had the aircraft carrier, you'd disagree. Okay, well, I never had the aircraft carrier. I had a friend who had the aircraft carrier. It was so funny. It was like the size of his bedroom, and he couldn't do anything else in his bedroom. <laughs> um, I had the, you know, the castle. I had the cat from He Man. I had all the E-Man people. Again, He-Man, I feel like, was after... I think I felt like I was too old for that. Like, I feel I feel like my brother is two years younger. He liked He-Man. I was like, really, you know? Made, then they made Masters of the Universe, and there was never a guy that turned into E-Man. It was just E-Man was a thing. He-Man just showed up. Oh, I don't even... See, I don't even know that much. Uh, oh, well, like, Thunder, it was He-Man. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Right, 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 right. I think at that point, it was like... We got into like wrestling, the wrestling characters a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, I had those rubber, those rubber figurines. Yeah, a Hulk and Iron Sheep, and Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's a little yeah. off topic. So anyway, Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice, thumbs up. We'll we'll reconvene. I don't know why at the uh, end of the last episode he took his bag, but that's all I'm going to say. And for people who haven't seen it, uh, they, it's not a spoiler, but for people who have, you're probably asking the same question. He should have just left the bag there that he was carrying. I don't even remember at this point. We'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Okay. All right, so you went to see a movie. You just got back. Yeah, so... I saw about your movie because it's probably a lot better than my movie. <laughs> I I will guarantee you it's better, and I am shocked that you had to see your movie over this movie because this movie is it's not playing here. Oh, it's not. No, I can. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's playing here. Oh my god! So I went to see uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and um, I'm checking now if it's playing here, but I don't think it is. I had a few people tell me that they 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 gave me very high expectations going in. So the first thirty minutes, I was watching, or the twenty minutes, thirty minutes, I was watching. I was like, "Yeah, this is good. I can see why people like it." I don't know if it's like the life changing or you know whatever, because it was described to me by one person who I I trust a lot. As he said, I feel like 
for younger people to go see this movie, it's like when we went to go see Pulp Fiction, where it just changes the way you're going to look at movie, the way you make movies, like, or the way you tell stories. You could be like, oh, you can do it this way. Um, so I, what's the premise of it? It's really tough to explain. Uh, it's another multiverse. I'm kind of almost tapped out of multiverse stuff, but um, basically it's about this woman who owns a laundromat and uh, she's getting audited. Her and her husband and her daughter, they're getting, and her father, they're getting audited by the IRS. And it like it's like everything in her life is going horribly wrong. It seems like, and she gets brought basically into like the into the universe to say, "Hey, this is." you know, there, there's other things in the metaverse. There's other versions of your life and we've been searching for you. And all these characters that are in her real life are in all the different universes. Um, and that's the best I can, then it kind of just turns into just insanity. Um, uh, but, um, it, it, there's such there's like messaging to all of it that is so good it's like it's just so like basically it winds up becoming like a metaphor for her relationship with all these people so all these battles and all these things that are happening in these other parts of the universe are basically like extreme versions of her not being able to connect with her daughter right or her not um I, you know, just diff- it's it's so hard to explain, but I was like emotional for I must have gotten like misty like ten times in it. And it's not that kind of movie. It's, it's funny, it's like weird, but there's just themes that like there's a there's a part where she's like looking at herself and she's having this discussion with the, her husband in one of the universes, and he said he says something like you're just upset with yourself that you never became like anything great. Like that you're the most mediocre version of yourself and all yeah. these different things are things you dreamed of being. And you just start thinking about yourself and you start thinking, wow, I'm like the most mediocre version of myself. You know what I mean? Like it's so, yeah. So stars Michelle Yeoh. Yes. From uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's, she's been a She's been in a lot of things, but yeah, she's uh, incredible. She's freaking incredible in this. Her yeah. husband's played by the kid from the Goonies, uh, who with the booby twaps. Oh, really? <laughs> Which makes it all better because he's yeah. got gadgets. Is it Data? Was that his name? Yeah, Data. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so Jamie Lee Curtis is the IRS person because most of it. The home base of the whole movie, I mean, it flies all over the place. I, I, can't, I can't even wrap my head around how they shot. I, as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to just go research how they did the things that they did. And, uh, so it was introduced to me, like I said, that, by, uh, like that we would, kids will watch this 
the way we watch Pulp Fiction and think there's a different way to tell stories. And I understand like why why he said that because I think that's a pretty good call. It's um, it's just amazing. It's honestly, it's amazing this movie. Like I was just saying to you, like I don't even want to watch other stuff. I just want to think about this. I wanted to turn around and go back in and rewatch it again. Um, find it this next weekend and go to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm so excited here because I really think it's right up your, obviously it's right up your alley, you know. Um, yep, there is one place that's playing. Some, uh, some theater, so I'll try to find it. It's, it's, a, it's got like just amazing themes and it's ultimately it's about like love and all of this stuff like that. It's just so insanely creative. I mean, there's just, it's, but it, it is like, if you know they say sometimes like strobe inducing lights get ready for that kind of stuff because it's all over the place man this thing is all over but oh my god it's just it's awesome i mean i it's i don't i don't usually come and talk about a movie like that right like yeah it just it nailed so many like and i knew it was going to be like that because i've been following the directors like when this movie came out they they were in some article I was reading and I was like, huh, those guys are interesting. And I watched a bunch of their music videos and I watched a couple of their commercials and their shorts. And I was like, oh, these guys are kind of one trick pony guys. Like they just do this physical stuff. And then they did, they directed the movie. Um, uh, what was it? Um, Swiss army man. Oh, okay. Which is supposed to be pretty bad from, I mean, I don't, from what I've heard. I tried to just, Yeah. And so I was like, all right, whatever. I'm, so with this, and then when I heard other people saying, oh, this is something that you want to see, like, da, 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 da. Man, I don't know. I freaking loved it. I just, it's, that it, it was so good. And it is weird as shit. Like, there's some weird stuff. But cool, like, weird stuff. I don't want to give any of it away. It's not, you know. Yeah. And even if I talked about it, Anything I'd say right now that would like describe certain scenes, you'd be like, that just sounds stupid. But it's not. It's not. It's like a Michelle Gondry video. It's like um it's like eternal sunshine, but with like more whack like just it's like eternal sunshine as a music video. Well, it's been getting some pretty good reviews. Yeah, I it's a pretty it's a pretty um, it's just a pretty amazing movie. Like I said, I don't even want to watch anything else right now because I just don't want to, I don't, I want to, I just feel like it elevates, if you're a creative person, it just elevates the way you think of things uh, creatively because it's such a higher way of looking at making things. I don't know, it sounds super douchey what I'm saying, but it's true. It's so good. Do you have the same reaction to your movie? Actually, a lot of the things you said go with the movie I saw. You're talking about things all over the place, how they shot it. Um, pretty much on the other side of the spectrum from Rotten Tomatoes. Like this is a 0% probably. And <laughs> <laughs> I went to see Ambulance, the new Michael Bay, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Whew. First of all, I'm just going to say one thing that the stunts in this are amazing. Um, 
all the car chases. It, it is one long car chase for like two and a half hours. It's endless. And you're just like, what the hell? Like this thing will never end. And it's, and there's so many drone shots. Like it just keeps cutting to these like looping drone shots where the whole camera like flips around and like, it's kind of makes, it really does make you dizzy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it is the most ridiculous movie. The premise is that this guy needs money um, for an experimental surgery for his daughter. And uh, he used to be in the, uh, the um, bank robbing game, but uh, you know, he got out and his brother is Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, he needs money. So he goes and they're gonna pull off this heist the best thing is there's this one part where the FBI agent's like, he has robbed 32 banks. And for some reason, they never talk about him ever getting caught or in jail, or they just know he robbed 32 banks. And they know what he looks like. And he lives in Los Angeles. It's not like he's like hiding in some like foreign country somewhere. There's so many things that are so ridiculous in the movie. There's a 20 minute, I'm not even lying, there's a 20 minute sequence in the movie where this woman or the EMT in the in the uh, ambulance is performing a surgery on this guy. So like she has to like get, he's been shot, this cop's been shot. So, you know, of course they're trying to save his life because they don't want to go to prison for the rest of their lives, even though they're probably going to prison anyway by the end of the movie. <laughs> and so basically, she calls her boyfriend, who's an EMT, ER or a doctor, and she's like, I need help doing this. And then he's like, hold on. And he starts like, she FaceTimes him, first of all, on, on this computer that they have in the back of the, this is all going on when they're on the run from the cops, going like 70 miles an hour and like swerving, getting shot out. The guy goes, hold on. He starts like looping in on FaceTime, all these doctors that are specials, specialists in what she's dealing with. So, she, so she's got like, like a Zoom going on like this with four guys and she's holding, the other guy's like holding the computer up to the, the guy's stomach and she's performing surgery and they're telling her how to do it in the midst of a huge scene. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Uh, is it in, is it intense? Like, is it is it uh, suspenseful? Yeah, it's suspenseful. I mean, it's just it's nonstop action, like just literally for two and a half hours. It's, I, I was like, when is this going to end? It was almost too much. You know, it's like the whole movie is a chase. Um, right. Yeah, it was it was really bad. It was like an awful movie. There's some like strong choices that were made in this movie that just are baffling. Like he calls this guy up and he's like, I need help. And somehow in the amount of time that this chase scene's going on, his friends have designed a remote control El Camino with a machine gun in the, in the, in the passenger seat that they're gonna drive and break up like a roadblock. So they have like a little remote control, they're standing up at the top of this road, and this big El Camino just comes down, and this huge Gatlin gun is like in the freaking passenger seat, 
and just starts mowing down everything to clear the way for the road. Like these guys are really resourceful. Like you really need these guys in every facet of your life. The amount of time it took them to put this together, crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a terrible movie. Um, I thought I was going to, I guess it was fine for, for a little bit, but then it just was like, when is this thing going to end? And you knew the ending, what the ending was going to be like the whole time, like things kept escalating and people kept dying and you're like, okay, yeah, we all know what's going to happen at the end here. Um, oh, so in the surgery, she didn't, she had to clamp, she had to clamp, you know, the wound and she didn't have anything to clamp it with. And she took one of those plastic hair tie clips and put it in the guy's body and it, the little scruncher things and it oh. held it together. And he was fine. It worked. All right. Yeah, that was the movie I went to see. Okay, so different reaction. Um, and it did shoot, it was a, they shot in some crazy locations in LA, nonstop shit blowing up. I don't know how they did this whole movie, but it was it was crazy. Um, well, it was during COVID, right? So things were kind of shut down? Yeah. Uh, no, because we shot it the same time. They were shooting that when we were shooting uh, The Shrink Next Door. Oh, okay. All right. Like, literally using our same place where... But anyway, all right. There's our movies. Well, no, there's one more. I just wanted to talk about the bubble real quick. Now, it's been over a week since I've seen it, and I I really wanted to talk about this movie because I I love Judd Apatow movies, and as do you, as do you. Uh, it's like it was for a while they were can't-miss movies. Like, you just, you know, we'd have to go, like, almost opening weekend. And so even, like, the the, the ones that haven't hit, there's still things where you're like, yeah, it's still got that Judd Apatow heart to it. The bubble. The Staten Island one was good. Yeah, yeah. No, Staten Island. Uh, even like like the Amy uh, Schumer one wasn't great, but still there's elements, of, you know? He's doing another one from another comedian's life. I can't remember what, which comedian is. Well, hopefully it's better than this, because this, this is like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, I, I, honestly, it was so bad, and I was so shocked at how bad it was. Because it was just cheap jokes, and then part of it's all—it's all about COVID. And I'm sure when they were making the jokes, they felt fresh. And now, when it's come out, all that stuff has been just killed. But they yeah. should have—they should have reshot something then, because it is so bad. Why like, is it in England? I don't know. Who cares? It's like it does. Yeah, it doesn't even have any. It doesn't even really come up. Um, it's just so stupid. Like, I'm so mad. I'm so mad about it. Yeah, I, I turned it on, and uh, about 20 minutes in, I uh, didn't laugh like one time. And I'm like, I see this is just going to be the same joke over and over. And uh, I had just turned it off. I was like, I can't watch it. I was in a good place. I put that thing on, and I was laughing at the beginning, but not like laughing hard. I was just like, oh, so true. You know, like, and... But it was it was kind of like I said, low hanging fruit, and I was like, "Boy, if it goes somewhere from here, this this is you know I, I had potential." But no, it stayed there or went lower. It was just awful. Um, yeah, it was. Um, 
that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, it's so bad. And it's like, it's got good people. Like, I like David Duchovny, but he was, I don't know. I mean, he didn't have a single emotion in the entire thing. Uh, I like Leslie Mann, but she went, like, way over the top. Um, Pedro Pascal, that guy, I think, is just getting hired for everything now because of Mandalorian. Um, I mean, it is just brutal. Just, and the main girl, uh, she's, she's, I forgot her name. She's from Jumanji and um, Guardians of the Galaxy. She's absolutely brutal in this movie. Like, just, there's no redeeming quality to that character whatsoever. It's so bad. Um, I'm so nervous. Like, it, you know, you're, it, it reminds me, I think the reason, like, why I wanted to talk about this is I remember, I remember after Almost Famous, um, it was like, all of a sudden, Cameron Crowe movies turned into something else. Right? Was it Almost Famous right after that? Yeah. I think like the next thing he did was Elizabeth town or we bought a zoo and all that. It's like, you keep trying to force that this is good, but it's not. And you're like, no, Cameron Crowe can't make bad movies. This guy made almost famous This guy made like Jerry Maguire. Like everything he does is like, got this awesome, like you, you feel awesome walking out of his movies. You laughed, you felt all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, none of that was there. And I'm really afraid that's where we're getting with Judd Apatow. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, the next one I was, that I forgot was Aziz Ansari. He's doing the Okay. Well, that'll be an interesting look. At least that's going to be interesting, given like what's going on with that guy. Yeah. Um, so. I have to address it a little bit, but anyway. So uh, from one entertainment field to... Uh, the next, we had the Grammys. Okay. You're, uh, I'm going to give you the wheel on this for, uh, for breaking the Well, so you just watched it. I watched them live last week when this happened. Um, I'm just going to say, the gri- huh? I watched most of it live. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just going to say the Grammys are good. They are. That opening was great. The uh, Silk Sonic uh opener uh opening like song was awesome i loved it um i think trevor noah is a good host i think he hits he hits the perfect tone where he's sharp and funny but not like not mean that every you have to worry about any kind of like anyone coming on stage and punch anyone or anything like that no he's not and then but at the same time he can geek out but not over the top like jimmy fallon he's like Right in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I think that he's great uh, for as a host. I think he's a perfect host. Um, but it's just all performances. And it just yeah. goes to show if you get, like, the people that everybody – I mean, now, look, the ratings are bad. So, But if you get the talent, like, all the nominees, all the people that everybody wants to see – like, you're going to have a good show. And part of it is, they're like, hey, make the, blow out the stage to make it the most insane thing that you want it to be. You know? They're like, here you go, Billie Eilish. What do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to sing the first half in a house, like, that's flooded. Cool. 
And then we go on top and we're going to have it rain on top of me while I sing. You know, like, great, go for it. Here's, here's, here's a half a million dollars. Go make it happen. And, and it works. It's awesome. You know, it's like, um, and it's not just, I mean, it's like every performance is like that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big thing. You get all the biggest names performing there and it's like nonstop performances. It's like really, it works. It's really good. I like it a lot. The one problem I have with it, it always seems like the songs that they're singing are like so old. They are. Right. It seems like they're older than the year. You know what I mean? Right. Well, like, this year specifically because BTS song like seems like it came out like four years ago. Right. Well, because it kind of did. Because part of the problem is these the Grammys were supposed to happen in the beginning of January, right? And then they got postponed because of COVID. So now they're here. I also like that. I don't want to sit here and just suck up to the Grammys the whole time, but I like the outdoor stage and having like the other music that you normally yeah. wouldn't, you know play it in and out of break yeah like the bluegrass yeah and i think it works because you're not having to sit through the whole thing you got i think that there's a genuine enthusiasm that comes from like trevor noah like introducing and giving you a little history of who these people are yeah and it plays and it's like i don't know i think that look like i said it didn't get the rating like the reviews aren't i mean the ratings aren't great but i think that as a as a show, they, they hit the right formula for what it should be. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, that's good. I'm trying to remember who, what performances or whatever I wanted to talk about. I'm not... Uh, so you're not going to go through the whole show like we normally do? No, I didn't write it all down. I just kind of watched it. I didn't, you know, who knows? All right, so I'll go through it. I have it. All right, cool. Uh, my second note after the Silk Sonic was, why is Anthony Mackie in the front row? Why is Anthony Mackie introducing, because he's hosting the, the um, Country Music Awards. Yeah, it doesn't matter what. There's only like a few like seats in the front, like tables, like little tables. And he had one. I don't understand why. Okay. So after that, Olivia Rodriguez comes out and sings Driver's License. I thought that was a pretty good... Uh, performance with the car and all that stuff like they turn the whole thing into a seat that's yeah, another i like rolls, you know another what it's a song that's old yeah 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 um but she's like never really performed because when she got popular it was during covid so she just started her tour so it's kind of a big deal to see her go out i i root for her because she's like a you know because she's so young and um i'm sure that 10 years from now, she'll, there'll be something insufferable about her. But for right now, I'm like, I'm like all rooting for her. You know, she comes out and does her thing. I'm like, ah, it's good. Um, then they do song of the year. There were like a million songs on this category. It's true. Uh, Silk Sonic won. They came up. They basically won all the, uh, everything they were nominated for, they won. Um, which was a great speech at the end uh, when he said, when he said that's a clean sweep. He's like, yeah, I love it. He said he was gonna like yeah, drinks are on us. Yeah, and Bruno Mars is lit up a lights up a cigarette, smoking while it's happening. You Sorry. know, part of that part of that comes from the fact that they're doing a residency right now in Vegas. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's not like they just flew in for the night. You know. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. But that's um, that's good. At, yeah. So that that's the right kind of energy you want. Yeah. So then BTS comes out and does their performance. It's the very same performance we've seen every single time they do the same song. But, but each time it's got like a different theme. Like this was spies. Yeah, but it's still the same dance moves. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's like the same. But it works. It works. I mean, that they're machines. They're a machine. Yeah. Uh, then Little Nas X performs. What do you think about his performance? Do you remember? It was like pirates or something. Like they're wearing these weird shirts and stuff. I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, Anthony Mackie comes out and he does the Country Music Award and Chris Stapleton wins. He gives a really good speech. Um, I didn't have the... His actual performance was pretty good. I like Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Oh, my internet's getting funky. I'm, I'm going to switch. So if I lose... you, you Wait, but I want to talk about Chris Stapleton because I actually like... I actually have downloaded music by that guy before. Yeah, I mean, he uh, has... Performance was really good. Uh, I'm switching. I, I, if I lose you, it, I have to just switch. For some reason, my internet switched to my extension. Should I pause so it. Just no, no. Keep going, and if I get cut off, then we'll, we'll, you'll know. So Do then the they start talking about. All right, from now on, we're going to bring out people that worked with the touring crew to introduce the bands that they're touring with. So they brought out like roadies. They brought out a roadie to introduce like Billy Irish. Um, I thought that was great. Yeah, who was wearing the Taylor Hawkins shirt, and she did what you just said. She was performing in an upside down house um, in water, and then went on top, and then got rained on. It was a pretty good performance. But that's yeah. that song. I'm so sick of that song. Sorry. Oh, I love that song. I got song's great. Um, that was on my top songs list. Then Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion come out. They do best new. They do best new artist. Artist. Um, Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion both very attractive. Yeah, uh, and then they have Don. They like have Donatella Versace come out and like change her outfit. That's that's clever. And you know what the great thing is is in that best new artist. One of the guys in Best New Artist was Phineas. Does anyone, oh, I know. We, we were, yeah, yeah. Does anyone listen to Phineas? Well, I think if you had a song come out this year, you were in that category because there was like 100 nominees for that, too. But still, like, who's listening to Phineas's without Billy Eilish? Um, well, I, I thought the joke you were going to make about it is, like, how is he new? Well, because he's solo. I understand. But I'm just saying, he's already got like 25 Grammys. Like he's a wreck. Um, so Olivia Rodrigo wins <laughs> that. His he's a wreck. He, he's like in his like mid 20s. He's like a fucking world's big like biggest producer, and he's the wreck. Well, he's gonna go on tour by himself. Everyone's gonna go to see him. <laughs> um, Olivia Rodrigo won that best new artist. Who knew she was new? She's been around for a while. No. Keep going. Joni Mitchell comes out. And she that, does. that album has is, has been out for maybe a year at the most. So Joni Mitchell comes out. I thought she was dead. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then she, she introduces Brandy Carlisle, whose performance was 
very good. I like people just singing and, you know. I think uh, she's awesome. And then Nas comes out. What'd you think of that performance? I fucking loved it. I can't believe he did a medley with some of that shit. That was the best. And then he was, I like, I forgot who, um, who introduced them, but they were like, every, you said every rap artist's favorite artist is Nas. Um, so then best rap performance, Ludacris comes out and gives to Baby Keen and Kendrick. They won that. Um, Jared Leto comes out and gives best pop artist at Levy Rodriguez. What, Have you aged four on Jared Leto? I cannot. I don't understand Jared Leto. Like no one wants. No one wants to see Morbius. Everyone hates that movie. Um, then but they, do you do you have hard? Do you have strong feelings about Jared Leto? No, I don't have strong feelings. I thought because it, I have a feeling that you audibly clapped when he won the uh, Razzie. I did. I was happy because that performance was terrible. Um, Taylor Hawkins tribute was pretty good. Then they do the whole in memoriam and. Uh, Everyone comes out and does the Stephen Sondheim tribute song. Which, which was like, cool, except let's maybe put the cameras on the people that died and not the performers. Yeah, exactly. That was that was just really a bad call, whoever made that call. Uh, then John Pels Baptiste comes out. He's pretty talented, as we can tell from the show. He won a lot of won a lot of Grammys. Justin Bieber sung the same song that he's always sings. I don't know about that whole version of it. I don't, you know, like, first of all, don't bleep everything. Either change a song or don't have the guy perform. It's like half the song was bleeped. And I don't even know what they're bleeping. Yeah, I know exactly. It's stupid. Because they kept missing what they... Same song on uh, Saturday Live. Probably. Yeah. And he was, like, really good on Saturday Live. When it was, like, walking around, like, the empty space. That guy, yeah, uh, his... Justin Bieber's, he's good. He's like, he's a, he's, that guy's got a good thing going. Yeah. And he buys his own tickets to all of his shows and resells them. <laughs> um, then Avril Lavigne shows up. She looked pretty good. Uh, to do pop duo group, which I did note on here that in that category was a Coldplay song. And that video with uh, Chris Martin dancing looks very embarrassing. I've seen it. It is. Oh my God. I was like, really? This is nominated? This is like an embarrassing thing. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of feel like this whole album and everything that they did around it was pretty bad. But So then Doja Cat uh, wins with SZA. And that was a good, that was a good moment. Yeah, she was in the bathroom taking a piss. And they bleeped out piss. Yeah. Why can't you say piss? Um, so and then she started having some wardrobe malfunctions. She was a little mess, but I liked her uh, her speech, and she was very sincere and everything. And then her comes up. What did you think of this performance with Lenny Kravitz and stuff? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I know it was fucking awesome. It was like really good. Yeah, Travis Barker was drumming. Well, she started off the song, and then all of a sudden it kicked into high gear. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, She's pretty talented. 
Yeah, I guess I, so. I don't listen to her a lot, but but when I see her performances, uh, I'm like, damn, she's good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, Lenny Kravitz. I mean, that guy's in his 60s. Yeah. Or he's like around 60, something like that. It's crazy. Uh, so then record of the year, it goes to Silk Sonic and Isaac Peck. We just talked about that. He said he loved all, we love all the nominees. Drinks are on us. Then Carrie Underwood comes out. I fast forwarded it. So I watched it. This is, it's pretty bad. First of all, she's got a giant, so she's singing there with this wind machine that's like blowing her shit around at like 100 miles an hour. And it's you know, supposed to be this beauty shot, this like glamour thing. And then she's got giant screens of pictures of herself. Yeah. Like you just saw all these amazing sets. And now you got like two, like two or three giant screens of yourself with more like when, like not performing live, but like a photo shoot she did of her like in a, like, like dancing around with hair blowing, you know. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. It was so bad. And then the final award was uh, John Baptiste wins album of the year and they like listed like a million people that were involved yeah. like it kept scrolling through people i'm like holy shit. <laughs> yeah they uh, all get a grammy he was definitely the surprise of the night right i didn't even know i haven't even heard any of that album well why would you i mean first of all like where are you going to listen to it second of all uh he was the most nominated artist of anybody he had the most nominations so it can't be that big a surprise. Who cares? I mean, that's the thing. Is that's the other thing with the with the with the Emmys? Is who cares who wins or the Grammy? Who cares who wins? Their speeches are pretty short. That also helps make it a way better show. Yeah. You know, like your career doesn't really matter more the way it does with an Oscar or with a Grammy. You know, if you win a Grammy, they add that in your like, but the people who find some sort of gravitas to that title aren't the people that you're trying to sell tickets to shows to and, and, and music to. So, at least that's what I think. Um, the only other TV moment, Severance came to an end. Yeah, I only saw the first episode. I haven't seen the second episode. Curious. When you get there, let me know. Uh, all right, last thing. Uh, basket, college basketball is over. Oh, before we get to finish that, are you, do you, are you, are, do you care about baseball? Because baseball just started. Yeah, uh, I know it started, and uh, I don't care that much. Yeah, I watched, I watched the Friday night baseball broadcast on Apple. Apple now is having Friday night baseball. I thought that was interesting. I like the sh I like their shots. Like it's a little it's shot a little different. Uh cameras are in different areas and it's like higher quality uh camera work. That's all I know so far. Okay. Uh announcing wasn't very good, but that's it. Uh so yeah, college basketball ended um finals uh Tale of two ha halves is what it was. Yeah. Carolina played really well uh, the first half, and then, you know, Kansas couldn't hit anything, and then they just heat, you know, kind of reversed it in the second half. 
and uh, Kansas ended up winning at the end. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like I wasn't even that upset because we haven't talked about the Duke game, but the Duke game was so incredible. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Uh, so I was happy for you. You won the pool. Everybody's wondering if, if the jinx is up. Yeah, that was um, the first ever won the pool. I'm usually the first one out. <laughs> did like did COVID like switch like the universe around that now you yeah. went in pools? I guess so. Um, so obviously you were you were pretty happy about the result of that game. Yeah, it was a nice little uh, pocket change. Uh, uh, did, does anybody in that game go pro? Is anybody a pro in that game? I mean, yeah, I think both centers for each team go. So McKinley or whatever his name is, McCormick. Yeah. That guy, I think, is for sure. And uh, the other guy, what's he was the other guy? Ubo or whatever? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Abuzi. Uh, I don't know if Baygott is. He's like, my, my friend was explaining to me this the other day. He was like, when I talked to my dad about him, we like, he's like a white guy. Like, he doesn't really do anything, he does all the hard work. He's like a guy, he's like, he doesn't really have great, like, hops. Um, he's just like, he does all the garbage things, you know, like the way you'd have, like, a, an old Matt Brust or, like, you know, one of those, like, goofier white guy kind of guys. But they, they like, they do all the interior, like, rebounding and, and garbage points. Um. So I don't know if he is an NBA guy. He'll probably like make a team. I, w- I mean, I assume he's going to come out this year. I imagine if I was Caleb Love, I'd come out. I don't think Caleb Love is a, is a great player. I just think he got hot in the tournament. But by all means, go go for it. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm sure he'll come out. I don't think that he's going to be anything special. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, your boy's brother. What's his What's his name? Baby Johnson, Boo Boo. Oh, uh, he had a, he had a really good. Uh, was it one of the games? He like blew up and then got like fouled out. Was, well, the Kansas game is the only game he really like. He didn't play in the. the that's the problem. Carolina had no real bench, and so he was like the that's only right. guy. Um. There was one game where he had like he was just on fire for like a good stretch, and then he like fouled out. I can't remember what game that was, but Puff Puff Johnson. I was like Boo Boo Baby Puff. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's all right. You know, Carolina lost the guy earlier. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of going over it because I'm trying to think what that team is going to be like next year. Um, we'll get Garcia back. He went out earlier this year. Enjoy this year. You guys had a pretty good run. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and like I said, it wasn't even that disappointing. Like, I watched the game on Monday night without any sound. I was at the, I was working with Eric at the Biltmore Hotel. They don't really have a sports bar. It's more of a, you know, it's like a really nice hotel. It's like basically got like a lot, you know. But um, so it wasn't like getting animated or anything crazy like that. It was just like, oh. 
Um, do you think that the floor caused Baycott to get hurt? Do I think it what? That the floor caused Baycott to get hurt in the in the last thirty seconds. No, I think like I mean, when you twist your ankle that bad, it's always like a little loose for a little bit. Did, did um, you see? Did you watch it? Like when they showed it in slow motion after, and the and the panel came up on the on the court. No, I did not see that. So he planted his foot, and the panel from the court came up. It moved, and his ankle gave out. Yeah. I so there's a lot of people blaming, you know, because it's a pretty big moment, and uh, he's your best player. You you know, he has the ball with like 25 seconds left in the post where you want it and then his ankle gives out and when you look at it and it looks like the board buckles underneath his foot oh no i didn't notice that okay so they didn't talk about it on the broadcast i don't know I t- it was late i turned it off east oh, coast east coast is the worst dude you gotta sack up at some point i was up till midnight what am i gonna do what, what time is your call time in the morning I have to get up at like 6 a.m. You can do five hours over six hours and watch the national championship. Come on. I did watch it. Oh, and then I turned okay. it off right after. Oh, all right, all right, all right. And then, and then I uh, watched One Shining Moment the next day on online. I actually, I watched it when I got home, so I didn't even see One Shining Moment in real time either. Um, all right, well, it seems like we kind of covered everything. Yeah. We didn't do our Bruce Willis tribute that you wanted it to do. Yeah, we'll push that. We'll do it. Get better, Bruce. Hell yeah. He probably listens. He does. He's one of our 13 listeners. He, he just doesn't remember. It's fine. Oh, too soon. <laughs>